0: Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high-reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode 40 with Marty covering the testing Spirit has vertically integrated in our full-service facility.
1: hi i'm marty mccurdy here at spirit electronics and i just wanted to welcome you into our building here we've uh, labor of love we built it out over the last three years one suite at a time and so now that we're in it it really has kind of defined our go-to-market strategy so we have distribution which was the original spirit path forward anyway in the industry, so we've been in that business for 43 years, so our cage code is is ancient, uh, we're probably on every approved supplier list out there. And then as we progress through the building, uh, we have our value add and then at the end is our contract manufacturing. And really those silos are very specific to us because uh, unbeknownst to us in 2017 when the acquisition occurred, uh, the timing is perfect because we've got allocation issues and we've got constraints in the, in the supply chain but really what that is doing is it's delaying everything so if we can imagine everything happening under this roof uh, I save time on transporting parts back and forth and we can manage all the value add here including the reball uh, we have a great uh, automated process of removing the balls from the BGAs putting it back on through our contract manufacturing line so the work is superb And we also then, uh, after we do all the value add, which includes environmentals, uh, reliability, electrical test, we then can move everything off the bomb into our contract manufacturing and assemble the circuit card and test at the circuit card. So that really does, I think if you're a customer, it saves uh, a lot of transportation back and forth between third parties, but also this is one PO, one project, so we have had to up our uh, program management here uh, so that we could handle these particular projects coming in that are either a little bit more transactional on the value add or they're extremely long uh, value add that takes us several years. So that really is the new uh, direction that Spirit has always had in our roadmap. And really in 2022, we're full steam ahead on uh, offering this to the industry.
0: So you've talked before about our services being under one roof or under one umbrella. If you were to give us a quick overview, what does that umbrella look like?
1: Yes, the umbrella is, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, you can imagine but there was an old umbrella, guys under, protects everything, right? So in my mind, it really is an umbrella approach where once the project comes here, we just got off a call this morning with the customer. I will use that as the example. He goes, how easy is it? Do I give you a PO and you give me the end results at the end? I go, it's that easy. First off, this is our wheelhouse, right? So we have a long heritage of of being able to do this work. So not only is it a quick, you know, we provide the parts because we're an authorized distributor, but and all the value add, all of the source control drawings, everything here can be done internal to under our umbrella, if you will. And if you want to stop there, that's fine. We can ship the parts. We can kit them so that you can send them direct, Directly to your contract manufacturer, or we can continue that build out. That difference between the value add and getting the board built is literally a 50 foot walk, right? And so being able to manage and control, and the other thing I know that a lot of our customers come back and feed off of is that it's the quality of the end product. So if if you imagine all the handling and everybody's new requirements everybody understanding the requirements differently when we get a project of this magnitude we have a kickoff meeting uh, for a critical review meeting with our customers so everybody understands exactly how we've interpreted uh, their requirements and and our team knows exactly what's going to happen so it really is under one care custody and control here and i think that's a a win-win for both uh, schedule Uh, Certainly, impact on the financials for saving the customers some money, and certainly just the turnaround time helps our cash flow so we can get paid uh, a little bit quicker as opposed to waiting for the, the long lead times from an outsourced product line.
0: What kind of special handling do you have on site?
1: Actually, when we built the building out here, handling of our products is uh, of the utmost care, right? So uh, everyone knows we handle the Xilinx line, the TI line, Intersil, uh, Renaissance line, and because of those high-complexity parts, our ESD uh, protection and our ESD plan here is extensive. Really, when you have a uh, uh, products that are probably in the in the you know, let's call it 50 dollars to $80,000 range apiece. Uh, we don't want to zap one of those before it gets shipped out. So uh, when we built the building out, we went to extreme measures. All of our floor has uh, ESD epoxy and ESD flooring. And then we also have three ground rods within our warehouse, uh, eight feet down. And we have a one-inch by quarter-inch copper bar that's around the baseboard. And everything gets tied to that as kind of a secondary Um, safety measure if you will so overkill is the word on ESD Um, but yes the the ESD program is very robust here.
0: Uh, We have two different kinds of value add so we have the transactional value add and then the longer programs that we do could you describe the two different kinds there?
1: Great question on our value add here at Spirit so we do have two we refer to it as service value add like service transactional versus contractual value add. And service is really simple. That is like, for example, several of our customers require XRF before any product or lot of parts leave here. So XRF can be done, CSAM can be done, PIN-D. Uh, we just got our brand new steam after our other one died, so we are able to do solderability here. So all of the things that are a little bit transactional and in my mind, the way I look at it is that this is what delays the orders, right? So we get a a couple million dollars of Xilinx FPGAs in here, and we have to outsource it somewhere to either get rebald, to get solderability done, a PIN-D, an XRF, and that might add four to six weeks to the delivery where literally we can do it in a day. And then that transacts to getting the, the customer's delivery four to six weeks earlier. So that really is our, our goal to, to get that in house service related value add done.
0: What system level tests do we perform on the board once it's assembled?
1: Luckily with our the advancement of the advanced test uh ninety three Ks, we have the ability like we can do trays uh, in a handler, we can also do that same approach to testing boards at system level tests. So we have an eight-up, eight-position tester, and we can do a systematic test of the entire functionality of that board at system level, uh, which really does save the the end customers some time, uh, both in development of their own test and uh, putting that integrated into a like a backplane in order to test that. So this gets delivered to the customer and they can plug it right into the chassis in a box and can continue on with the module. So very helpful.
0: Is it electrical testing or what types of tests are you performing?
1: Perfect question. Electrical test is always key to make sure all the components are uh, functioning as designed, but then also we can do all the reliability and the environmentals on it as well. So for example, we could do a power on temp cycle. That means that we could make the board functional while we're also doing temp cycle or an 8585. Has gets a little bit trickier, but we could uh, come up with a power on for that as well. But really this is about environmentals that allow us to uh, check the board out in the environment that the application specific use is going to be used for.
0: Another specialized area of testing that we manage is radiation. So what kind of radiation testing do we offer at Spirit?
1: Yes, radiation testing is absolutely in our wheelhouse, and that's because we already have that skill set of designing electrical load boards and HASS boards, burn-in boards, and writing those test programs in order to test those on on our ATEs. So that kind of puts us in this sweet spot of also being able to do radiation, and we've done it for years. So it gives us some heritage. We do have a guru, um, Mr. Gary Swift, who's a longtime acquaintance of ours and very well known in the industry that we use to go to Tamu and Brookhaven these kinds of things. But really, I think the the real problem right now with radiation is just beam source availability, right? So. I know there's massive programs out there right now that have consumed all of the major radiation cyclotrons that are out there, and we actually are even going to Europe now just to try to satisfy the needs. So the DPass ratings are are definitely coming in when it comes to beam time, but also, you know, just as an awareness point, the DPass rating is also coming into the delivery of goods from our major suppliers uh, simply because the demand is high and unfortunately I think what's going to happen is the D pass rating will take precedence in getting the parts delivered but then the industries that are possibly automotive or or you know industri- industry and machinery those might lag behind so it is a critical point in our in our uh, business cycle here to figure out how to get that done
0: When does it fall in our order process when do you run the radiation testing in a program
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I know that radiation can be done at the source only, but our kind of, uh, I'll get on a little bit of my soapbox. And uh, that is because we have the ability to fully ring out the part electrically pre and post. So if you only do that at the beam source, you have what we call rack and stack equipment, where you can't fully functionally run it uh, a a high complexity part either at speed or all its functionality. So for us we really require that if you really want to know what's happening and we're spending that money anyway to go to the beam source we want to do a full electrical on our ATE's first then go to the beam put the parts on dry ice if we have to then get them back to our testers and then we have a delta of what was pre and post so that we have a full range of uh, parameters that we can evaluate to see what the effects of that radiation were. So that's kind of the process that we go through to do that.
0: I know some of our suppliers do radiation testing on their components. What kind of radiation characterization are we performing?
1: It's usually, uh, it's application specific depending on the orbit that you're going into, the length of the mission, these kinds of things. And so what we find amazingly is that even though there are Uh, Data packs that come with some of our product lines that are rad-tolerant or rad-hard products Amazingly our customer base still wants to touch it, right? So um, And I'm happy that they want to touch it and we're here to help them do that But usually that's because they want a different dose rate or they want to maybe stretch those parameters slightly possibly stretch temperature ranges, but usually it involves the design of how they're using it and maybe a little bit of redundancy so that they they never reach that upper limit that we might be testing for. They're well below that on their design cycle.
0: Do you do components or do you also do system level?
1: We do system level, but really the most radiation we do has always been at component level. We build out a a board uh, to go to radiation depending on which beam we're actually getting access to. Uh, They vary in size inside the the beam source itself, so um, One of, you know, for TID, our preference is definitely uh, Tom Shepard at DMEA has a great beam. It's very close to our test facility. We can drive there, test, drive back, and get it back on the ATE. But definitely it's uh, component-specific, it's application-specific or mission-specific, and then really depends on what the customer's design
0: rules are. So with your full umbrella, you know, system-level testing, electrical, environmental, radiation, why would you do all of this testing? And I kind of want your insurance policy quote.
1: You want my insurance policy quote? So uh, yes, that is is my quote. So uh, when people come to us, this is a a great question, Um, really what they want to do is they want to screen parts, but the electrical portion of it always needs to be defined as how much electricals do you want to test? Let's take a Xilinx FPGA let's just talk about their most successful, one of their most successful parts of Vertex 5. Goes into deep space if you need it to. But it has probably, I hate to quote it, but more than a million gates, right? So more than a, all, just the functionality of it is enormous. We're happy to test it to the data sheet, but it's a big lift, right? 600 ACs, functionality you know of, of almost limitless configuration so really what we want from the customers is how are you going to configure it and then when they say well we want the full data sheet or we just want to touch it a little bit i look at that as insurance okay really when you're trying to decide how much you want tested or or what length or, or depth of an uh, electrical test do you want it's the insurance policy is the mission 10 minutes because you're on a rocket launcher and the mission's over in 10 minutes and you have two parts and there's redundancy or is it going to space for five years and it has to work and you can't tether and repair it and all these things? So it's the insurance of how much insurance do you need to make sure this thing is 100% reliable. So, you know, any manned mission, there is no, nothing left to chance, right? So that is a, a full, uh, all, all insurance policies paid up to the teeth. Yeah, <laughs> good question,
0: though. So we have all of this now under one roof, and uh, so my last question is: What are you most proud of with what you've been able to build here at Spirit?
1: Well, that's the easiest question I can answer all day. So, uh, as everyone in the in the world, I think uh, right now is trying to hire, we've we've had to pretty much like just absolutely, you know, for me personally, screech to a halt and grab the hiring by the reins and getting people in here is absolute paramount to be able to handle the workload that we have right now and I'm I'm speaking for everybody in the industry whether you're service driven you know uh, high-end tech uh, real estate you name it everybody's in the same boat so I can tell you that I'm most proud of is this team because this team built this company from my first day forward And they continue to rise up to the challenge every time. And I know that the weight they're carrying right now, I might get a little choked up. The weight they're carrying is huge, and and they're doing the job. So that's what I'm most proud of.
0: Thanks for listening with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.